Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Afternoon, good evening, degenerates. Welcome into episode three of the Talking the Line podcast. Thank you so much for taking a few moments to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Friday of bets. Before we go any further, take a couple of seconds to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening on. Go and leave us a rating. We sure do prefer those five stars if you could be so kind. And last but not least, head on over to this episode's description and click the Linktree link at the bottom of that description, and that will give you all of TTL's content so you can consume it whenever and however you want. Now, without further ado, it is my pleasure to announce the co-host of this podcast, a man that is on a 12-2 and two heater of picks on the Talking the Line newsletter. A man that has been whooping my happy ass at the TTL showdown since we decided to start this little journey. And ladies and gentlemen, a man that has a bachelor's degree from the Illinois State University, oh, 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 Mr. Oh, oh, oh. Riley Armags Magnuson, partner. How you doing over there today, pal? I'm feeling a lot better now after that <laughs> intro, man. Jeez. Hey, you know, I figured I'd spice it up this time. I love gotta it. Bring that energy. We got to let these people of know course. what's going on on this Friday, baby. So let them know. How you feeling? What's I'm happening, I'm feeling good, pal? man. The 12 and 2 talking the line newsletter streak. <laughs> a, lot of MB pick, M, uh, a lot of NBA picks there. A lot of my, uh, I've been, uh, you know, pretty close to even on college basketball, unfortunately. But mm. my winners have been coming from the newsletter. That is true. And as you said, I've been whooping your ass in these showdowns. Oh. <laughs> Want to know to start the podcast? Want to know to start start the podcast? Yeah. Don't remember what the newsletter uh, record was, but yeah, I know it was were, definitely in my favor. You were getting me pretty three good. to one, four to two, something like that. Yeah, you were getting me pretty good. There's no doubt about that. And uh, I just Those had to Arkansas shout you out. Arkansas Razorbacks. I mean, I I just had you had to shout you out. I appreciate it. it. it was, that was a good intro. Yeah. Hey. Absolutely. That's what I'm bringing And of now, course, man. the Harvard of the Midwest for both of us. Yeah, you better Our beloved Illinois State baby. Hey, roll birds. Now, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you so much for stopping by on this wonderful Friday. I wanted to kick off a little uh, opener here and take you back to the three blind choice bets that uh, Riley gave me in Wednesday's episode. We did that as our second segment, and a few, a few of you reached out and were like, hey, that was actually pretty sweet. And I will tell you that I bet against every single one of my picks, <laughs> and I put $10 on each just for shits and giggles, and every single one of my bets hit. Yep. So if that is not a lesson as to continue listening to the Talking the Line podcast, and not just go and search for your own stuff, 
I don't know how much blame those, Piston, those Pistons trying to ruin it. I think it was they nine and a to, half, right? Ten point, they ten were, point loss. Yeah, ten point loss. They were up at half, so it, it was awfully interesting. Um, but yeah. Well, hey, we'll bring those back. Maybe we'll switch it up. You get challenge me. I might have to do a little something like that. Maybe make it a little different from ATS. Something. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, who knows? So, blind is blind. So obviously, yesterday there was some huge. Huge news coming out of the NFL. Rumors, rumblings, yeah. Rumors, rumblings, news, whatever you want to call it. I mean, and we just couldn't help. But to give you our own hot takes and kind of break some of the news ourselves. So one first thing we wanted to touch on is the biggest news of yesterday. Is Russell Wilson not the same guy that we knew? Is he not Mr. Untouchable? Is he out of Seattle, Magnuson? Hey, man. As we've, uh, if you know me, you know that I'm a huge diehard Packers fan. Uh, he, Aaron Rodgers stand till the day I die. One hundred percent. So I typically side with the uh, overreaction side of of these talks in the off season because obviously there's no NFL going on, so they need something to talk about. Right. But I do enjoy playing along when it is not my quarterback <laughs> in the conversation. I will you tell do, you that. You do get a little testy when it comes to the media and playing with your old boy, a Hey, man. Number they 12. throw him in the fire. I, I, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a tiny bit different here. If I had to bet, I don't think he's going anywhere. But you never know, man. He did say because it's weird that he said, hey, I, like, I want to be in Seattle. But if I'm out, here are yeah. the four teams. And I mean, typically a weird thing. Being a Bears fan, okay, cool, yeah, that would be awesome to see it. I I doubt that'll ever happen. I mean, they basically had to give up. You proposed on Twitter today a little uh, Tua for Russ swap down there in Miami, and I, hey, Russ would look good in some teal down. Because you have to think they're gonna want, they don't want to be rebuilding if they get rid of Russ. They're gonna want. I mean, I guess Tua, you could say that's kind of rebuilding, but you at least know who you're putting your stake into at quarterback is. Right, and I also th- part of that me saying that was also I think uh, if they do get rid of Russ, I think it'll be AFC, not NFC. Yeah, I think you're right too, because I they definitely won't trade him to anybody within the, the division. Their, God, no. their division. Oh, no. no, oh my goodness. So yeah, that's that's going to be really interesting we'll to see, see man. what happens with old Russ here coming up in the next weeks. I mean, or within the next because you had to think if if it was complete BS, he would have said, "Nah, man, that." And he, he seems like a guy that would come right out and say, "Yeah, y'all are some lunatics. Keep my name out of your mouth. Real I'm in Seattle till I die." Real interesting rumblings coming out of Seattle, yeah, to man. say the least. Now, as we continue to go around this quarterback carousel that is currently the NFL, well, not only free agency but also just trade trades market, and yeah. trade market and and craziness in general. Potential draft stuff coming. Potential up. Potential draft oh, yeah. coming up, which we also will touch on. Sure, but. Deshaun Watson, man. The Houston Texans are stand firm that he is not going anywhere. And Deshaun Watson is holding the line, hold the line, that he is not, he's not playing for the Texans no. next year. He ain't doing it, no matter what. Yeah, I I don't think he's going to. Would you think, so I mean, there's a few factors here. They, apparently, the Houston Texans have not been even entertaining phone calls all all these trade offers are going through voicemails teams are actually giving trade offers over voicemails (laughs) i i don't know what to think about that right um deshaun apparently talked with 
their new head coach and told him it's not happening dude i'm not playing for you yep. i had to imagine that that's more of a respectful conversation not uh, not right. like a, you suck i don't want to play for you it's more so this organization hasn't done me right i want out doesn't matter who my coach is sorry bud i'm out of here i think you're right on all of that now one thing i saw interestingly on twitter today was a large majority of people talking about the panthers but Mel Kuyper has a pick, which we'll get into that later too. But the Panthers wouldn't be too yeah. terrible for old Deshaun. Nah. I don't know what they're going to they do some... with that receiving core this year. I think right. they're keeping um, DJ Moore. DJ Moore, right? And then they're getting rid of Curtis Samuel. Did I see that? They, I'm they, not sure. They cut him. I'll be honest, I haven't. I don't know if they cut him or they they didn't just resign him. I can't remember. Either way, I haven't paid Either that way, poor Teddy Bridgewater if that does happen. Man. Oh, man. Teddy too. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody loves him, but at the same time, he's not gonna. He's not taking you to the Super Bowl. No, no. Um, who knows? So do we think if they don't trade him, do we think he completely sits out? Do we think he plays wow. another Houston star athlete tactic and James Harden and toss and, you know, throws it back at strip clubs, gets a little uh, – beer gut going on man what's the move i think that honestly deshaun can be stubborn enough to want, i think so want to sit out i don't think he's going to be uh putting any beer gut on i don't no, think that's no. going to be stay, him. he'll stay in form and stay in shape right. but i don't I think, think he would stay firm and just not play i think so too yeah. i 100 percent think so too because i mean he's Ooh. already made enough money to where he doesn't he's not desperate for a new contract no matter what happens he's going to get some money some big money eventually well and at the end of the day you took all the man's weapons that's what you have to go back at the end of the day i mean you got rid of every single freaking weapon that that man and arguably could have had. the and arguably the no not arguably the single best receiver in the damn league. well i, I mean i got some quip with that, oh De- Devonte adams yeah, i understand this year. i understand yeah. i understand but that top three the undisputed top three yeah, undisputed top. And three you can for make sure. the argument that actually, for number now that, one. Now that we start talking about that, maybe Devontae Adams, but we're not going down that rabbit hole. Either way, Stay undisputed off. top three. But <laughs> you're giving it up. And obviously, the trade package coming back for that was just absolutely brutal. Garbage. Garbage. And, uh, you know, you know, know. he signed Randall Cobb. Like, okay, fine. Whatever. That's a decent addition if you don't make any of those unloading moves. He's not a replacement. Then. Right. So. He rightfully wants out. If, if J.J. Watt wants out like that, what are we doing here? Yeah, who knows? So another really interesting quarterback situation is over there in Las Vegas. The Raiders have that double Marcus Mariota and Derek Carr. Well, Derek Carr tore his groin last year to pieces on a rollout play. I don't know if you remember that. I, don't, I can't remember who they were playing. However, Marcus Mariota came in, balled out balled out in that game and then i I think that Derek carr came back yeah Derek carr came back in the next game right now the raiders are not shopping him but they're not they're not going to re-sign him so he has an 11.35 million dollar cap hit so essentially they just don't have the money to do that right now Mm -hmm. so they're just going to let him probably fall to free agency and who knows that that's another one that gets added to the carousel yeah because and he's not bad i mean mariota had to get a starting job somewhere he either that or he goes and sits the bench somewhere again i mean to get replaced over he's either either gonna go to a team that's desperate for a quarterback and doesn't want to be completely rebuilding or he's gonna be mm, i think if you're the jets you 
roll the dice with Darnold before you before you go over to Marcus Mariotti's try and see if uh yeah. maybe your previous coaching staff ruined him and maybe you can still find something there. I think they go something completely different from that. But um I think we Mariotto would either like I said, go somewhere that uh we got some neighbors pounding up in here. Sorry, folks. Oh, no, yeah. I don't know what in the world that action is. That's Or he could be, uh, Mariota could be one of the top backups in the league, which is, as we've seen with uh, what the Saints did with Winston, um, that's extremely valuable. Obviously, Foles a couple of years ago winning the Super Bowl. Right. The value can't be understated there because, you know, I've seen it firsthand where Rodgers goes out for six, seven games and they have absolutely nobody and they tank their season. Uh, without him, miss the playoffs. So, backup very quarterbacks true. can be pretty valuable. That is very true. And uh, one final little bit. Uh, I wasn't even really going to mention it, but hey, great news. The Bears signed Ryan Nall back onto the team. So, we have a, another third third round running back that uh, we can put in, uh, in place of David Montgomery on third downs when we really need a first down in the playoffs. But hey, no big deal. Excited to have you back, Ryan. Uh, thanks for uh, signing another contract for all you Bears fans out there. It's a big move of the day. Oh, my goodness. It's a big move of the day. So uh, NFL mock draft come out. Uh, we're going to say that and wrap it up, get into our picks. But oh, the yeah. mock draft came out, which is pretty pretty interesting. Uh, Mel Kuyper put it out. Number one overall, Trevor Lawrence going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's an easy one, yeah. Number two, he's got predicted that Atlanta moves up and trades with the Jets to have second overall and they're going to take Zach Wilson out of BYU. Then, I mean, hey, that's 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 a shakeup. If that something like yeah. that happened, that's that's shakeup in the entire league. The next, then, the next Maddie Light down there in Atlanta, that'd be interesting. Maybe number three is the Dolphins. Uh, it would be from Houston that they have. They're projected to take Devonte Smith out of Alabama. Roll Tide, and then uh, the Jets have number four projected to take Kyle Pitts out of Florida. Tight end. That's that's interesting. I mean, I guess the Jets haven't really had much of a tight end game. Cincinnati, they need some protection for oh, yeah. old Joey Burrow. Is that, the lock of the century? Pe- <laughs> Is that the lock of the century? Yeah. yeah. Get some offensive Sewell, linemen for that. Uh, number six, Jamar Chase. Number seven for uh, a little bit of a shake San Francisco. Big shake up here. They're talking about Justin Fields going to San Francisco 49ers, trading for the Lions to get the seven pick. Overall in the 2021 draft, I doubt that happens. Uh, he also has number eight Carolina Panthers taking Mac Jones. Mac Jones. That would be also interesting. That would be interesting. And one final movie says might happen for number ten or uh, for number number nine. Number nine would be the Patriots trading, trading up. up with the Broncos to maybe go and pursue a potential quarterback. Trey Lance, North Dakota and get State. Get Trey Lance. I mean, hey, as we've said, we were saying before, shakeups potential in the NFL, and Mel Kiper uh, threw a deep ball on this one with some big shakeups. Big some more. shakeups. He's so, got all... I believe if, I could be wrong, but I think this is the first time he's ever done a mock draft like this with trades. You have to think yeah, that's insane. Uh, which obviously trades do happen, so it's weird that he's never but done with, this with Rona with how there's no combine with how there's none of that stuff. Yeah. Dude, I feel like there's just going to be bananas moves and teams saw what the Buccaneers did this year and bought all in. And now that they're seeing their caps being a little bit higher and higher, they're going to go all in. Teams are going to go all in now because they see it's possible. I mean, not every quarterback's Tom Brady, but it's possible. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to see a shakeup like this. Matt Ryan on the move on some goofy stuff. Right. Um, Niners coming in, taking a quarterback. That Justin Fields, that'd be that'd be big time. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Either way, now for the moment you all have been waiting for, the real reason you came into the Talk in the Line podcast, the first segment of the day, our favorite plays of the day. As per usual, we are going to kick things off with some college basketball. I'm going to kick it over to my partner also, as per usual, to give you our first play out of the Big Ten Conference. Oh, yeah. Love me some Big Ten basketball. And this year I've been loving the Purdue Boilermakers. They are laying one and a half points as it stands right now on the road at Penn State. Uh, Penn State is four and six ATS at home. Purdue is five, four and one ATS on the road. Uh, Purdue is eight, six and two ATS in Big Ten play. Purdue is also 12-2 and two straight up when they are favored, and a lot of times that means nothing for the spread, but when the spread's this close, I love it. 12-2 and two straight up when they are favored, like I said. Uh, on the flip side of that, Penn State is 3-10 and 10 straight up when they are the underdog. Um, wow. Purdue won that last matchup uh, about a month ago, if I'm not mistaken, 80-72. to 72. Um, Travion Williams... Purdue's top score is just going to be too much for Penn State. A little bit of a balanced scoring attack last time. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think either Travion Williams goes above and beyond his last performance against them, or, you know, they try to take him away, but the rest of the rest of the team picks up the slack. So love, love, love Purdue in this spot. Uh, Penn State uh, just barely beat Nebraska by three. Lost their last four before that, so... And mind you, Purdue just beat Nebraska 75-58. to 58. Wasn't even close at all. Correct. And Penn State has uh, lost uh, four out of the last five. So, yep. you know, I mean, I was all over this one with you as well. One other thing that I was seeing, too, is that uh, the Boilermakers are 5-1-1 one, and one ATS in their last seven road games. Oh, okay. Yeah. I missed that one. Yeah. That's a good so, one. I love that one. I love I love the Yeah, they the mess they, the they dropped that. I think that one, if I'm not wrong, is uh, at Minnesota, but we all know oh. how good Minnesota's been at home. So Yeah, I mean Minnesota plays out of their mind at home and Maryland plays out of their mind at home. And it wasn't like they blew them out. Maryland only beat them sixty one to sixty and Minnesota only beat them seventy one to sixty eight. Yep. It's not, they're not blowouts, and I really love Purdue. And to, Penn State ain't those two teams at home. No, and if you, we only, what do we always say, Max? If we only got to get it done by a bucket, I'm locking it in. Yep, absolutely. 100%. So moving right along to the second pick of our college basketball favorite plays of the day here at the Talking the Line podcast for February 26, 2021. Again, still weird to say that. I I don't know how it is almost March already. But we are going to the Colonial Athletic Association That's Conference. That's a mouthful for you. That's then. a mouthful and a half. We're looking at the Drexel Dragons at James Madison. We are taking James Madison at minus two and a half as the favorites. We had kind of went back and forth in this Drexel has been somewhat hot on the season. They started off really hot, but much to as Mags alluded to yesterday with Alabama, they've really started to cool off towards the end of the season here now. And JMU, uh, James Madison is really starting to heat up. up. They are 10 and two straight up at home. 
seven and two ATS at home, nine and one straight up in their last ten, and eight and one against the spread in their last ten. So one of those must have been against a bad team. Sometimes that happens against mid majors, but hey, you still love to see it. You also can take a look that this probably will be a defensive matchup if I would be a bet man and I am a bet man because they are doggone near even on offenses, at least field goal percentage, three-point percentage, everything like that. They James Madison does score eight and a half more points a game than Drexel does. However, they are super evenly matched and on the defensive side of the ball, both teams, Drexel allowing 31.1% from behind the arc and James Madison only allowing 30.2% from behind the arc. Okay. And James Madison allowing 41% from inside and Drexel allowing 43% from inside. Okay. So it'll be somewhat of a shootout. Uh, the game, uh, James Madison, 69.6 points per game. Drexel, 66.3 points per game allowed on both defensive side of the ball. So it'll be a shootout. Nice. A uh, few key trends we're looking at here. The Dragons are 2-9-1 ATS in their last 12 games versus a team with a winning straight-up record. All right. The Dukes are 4-0 ATS in their last four home games versus a team with a road winning percent of less than 400. The Dukes are 4-0 ATS in their last four games versus a team with a winning straight-up record. Now, winning straight-up, Drexel's only 8-7. That ain't great. No, I'm not thinking they're winning this game. I think the Dukes are going to run away with this game early. The home team is 5-1 ATS in their last six meetings. And to really drive it home to a Magnuson lock of the day, for college basketball, the favorite is 4-1 and one ATS in their last five meetings. Love it. Hammerman. I love it. James Madison. James Madison. Dukes. If I can toss in one last thing real quick. James Madison right beat him 73-64 uh, about a month ago. Okay. Uh, James Madison has won their last seven games. All of those, only one game has been won by four games, or by four points. Uh, excuse me, two their last two games, they won by four, but that was Hofstra, one of the better teams in the conference. All the other games were uh, at least nine points. Oh, yeah. Uh, this this game's money, 100%. Yep. James Madison is just being 10-2 straight up at home, 13-5 and five overall. They're going to stay hot. They're going to get this win. Yep. Time. I love we it. love both of our college plays, one of the Power Five and one little mid-major for you. Lock them in. Those are our college basketball favorites. Now, moving right along... Before we hit our NBA favorites of the day, wanted to give you a quick live update. Uh, we are currently checking out Colts picks from yesterday. Actually, it's yeah, it's yesterday. <laughs> so the Knicks, I took the Knicks at minus two, and they are currently up seventy-seven to sixty-two at halftime. Love to see that it. was one of the big locks. We're just giving you live updates to let you know, hey, we don't come on here just to give you some fugazi advice and some picks. Right. We're out here cashing tickets as we're recording this, you know? So come on, come join the crew. And as we keep telling you, we're here to bankrupt all these sports books. Let's get after it, kids. Come on. We're, we're, we're not playing around out here. We're not, we're not trying to sell you picks. We're trying to make you money. Let's mm -hmm. go. Jump on board. Yep. So for the NBA locks of the day, I am going to kick it off this time around with uh, a team that, you know, we went back and forth a little bit, but we started finding some value in some weird areas. 
And we are going to the Atlanta Hawks versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're taking the Atlanta Hawks minus three and a half in that game. Now, Atlanta is 14 and 18 straight up on the season, 16 and 16 ATS. But after an absolute whooping against the Celtics on Wednesday, 127 to 112, we couldn't help but take this small of a spread. By two buckets, I mean, come on. You're looking, you're talking about an Oklahoma City Thunder team who, sure, they just beat San Antonio by three points, but San Antonio was coming off of a long COVID yep. break. And they had some guys out. Had some guys out as well. Before that, they lost to the Heat 94-108. to They beat a terrible Cleveland team 117-101, to lost to the Bucks, lost to Memphis, lost to Portland. So overall, in their last six games, they're 2-4. Two, two and, and four, four. ATS. Two and four, right, straight two and up. four straight up, and ATS. So you know, then you look at the Hawks, and they're okay. They're back and forth, back and forth. But in their last five, well, last six, we'll keep the trend. They're three and three straight up, and three and three ATS. So after that absolute beatdown of the Celtics, we couldn't help but okay, yeah, this is this is the game where they kick off, they get right. Mm-hmm. They just been looking weird. We went, me and Mags went back and forth about it. Trey Young's, he. he he looks like a man now. He looks like he's ready to rock well, and roll, hey, ready to play. There's something to be said for these. I don't know if he deserved to be an all star team or on the all star team, right. but there's so that absolutely something to be said for some of these guys that miss the all star games. They want to prove that they should have been. Right. Smokes Boston. I think he's going to come back again. Uh, I, I I'm going to take. I probably on my own time. I'm going to take the. Trey Young over points, honestly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that at all. And one, uh, one final thing that I would uh, so kindly mention: free throws. Mm-hmm. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Atlanta, eighty-two point one percent from the charity stripe. OKC, seventy-three point seven percent. Give me all of the Atlanta Hawks. I'm hammering it in. I'm locking it in. Come on, baby, give it to me all day. Mags is with it too. Atlanta Hawks minus three and a half. Play it up to minus four and a half. Four and a half. Maybe minus five and a half. Be very careful at minus five and a half. But I don't think it's going to go up over five. I don't think it will, but three and a half is very nice. Kicking it over to my partner for our second NBA lock of the day. Oh, yes. For this one, we are going with an over-under pick. Uh, We're going to the Pacers-Celtics game over 219. Pacers and Celtics are both positive records to the over this year. Pacers 16 and 13 and 1 to the over. Celtics 17 and 15 to the over. Celtics have hit the over in four of their last five. Pacers have hit the over in three of their last four. And all of those uh, over hits for both of those teams and over that stretch were at least 220. We're asking for 219 in this one. I'm thinking uh, Boston's been a, a little shaky. Uh, just as far as straight up play, sure. but their defense has not been great. Sure. If they do bounce back, I'm thinking they put up a strong offensive performance. Uh, and like I said, if they flop again, I'm thinking the Pacers are scoring all over them. So I don't think uh, I don't think the Pacers will have much trouble scoring against them in general. Uh, so we love this over. Uh, I would say this might be our favorite NBA play of the day. I would say so, and I I would say. Play it maybe up to two twenty one, yeah, uh, just to be safe. It, the The over has 
pretty consistently hit in this matchup uh, over the last five meetings, four and one. So real solid, right? You love to see it. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the Pacers. That, like I said, three out of the last four. Before that, before that, they had some misses, but the the total was up close to two thirty, up over two thirty. Right. So if you're if you're lowering it even even higher, even lower than that, we love it at two nineteen. I mean, one ten to one ten with a very good shooting. Uh, Sabonis, who, like we said. Got the all star snub. snub. Yep, and you also Tatum and got, Brown, despite uh, yeah. despite the Boston struggles, they can still put it in the basket. So right, I love it. They can always get hot. I, I love it. I I absolutely love it too. Now, last but not least, and you know, I don't want to claim to be <laughs> a a hockey sharp or anything here right now, but I'll also give you another little update of of a little. A little bit of action that I happened to take today. I took Ottawa as a plus 136 underdog. I was feeling good. Saw some sharp money come in. I looked at a couple stats. I said, hammer that bad boy in. I put two units on it. They are up four to one. Third period, 16 left to play. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we might have a hot streak in the in the works here for NHL. With uh, all that being said, I, this evening, am locking in. The Los Angeles Kings money line, they are currently at plus 155. They are playing the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota. One of the low-key, hotter teams in the NHL. Not the Wild, the Kings, I mean. low-key. Absolutely. They they started off a little little shaky, a little weird, a little odd. They're um, 9-6-2-1 overall. And here recently, they have absolutely caught fire. They have won six of their their last six games straight up, and five of those games they were an under they were underdogs. In three of those games, no, just two, they were over plus one fifty underdogs. They they yeah. won those games three to nothing and three to two, and they beat Minnesota back on February the sixteenth four to nothing. I love it. It is absolutely. I I couldn't love the underdog role here more for the Kings. I I don't know how much more I can uh, plainer I can put it. The uh, they're super evenly matched both on the offensive side and defensive side of the puck. The Kings are very strong. As if you did watch my Blues versus Kings pick back on Monday, I do believe that baby cashed hot and heavy, and they they just lights out shut yep. down the Blues. Hey man, you're two and zero with NHL picks in general both of them have been underdogs yeah i let you roll i let you roll with this one and uh i'm letting you letting you take it all the way to the bank again and to wrap it up if you needed to hammer it home any further la is seven and three on the road against the puck line and they are six and four straight up minnesota is three and three straight up uh at home and three and three against the puck line at home give us all of the los angeles kings to not only come out and win this game, but get their seventh win in a row. Lock it in. Love it. Lock it in. Now, without any hesitation, any pause, any stopping, we're going to bring a hot and heavy parlay in this next segment to you. We're calling it the parlay pop-off. It is somewhat risky. It's a little 
it's juicy. I'd call it's it juicy. Li- it's risky, but it's got some juice to it. You got an, enough to have you not too worried, but enough to make you sweat. Partner, you want to tell them what we got cooked up for them today? Of course. I love it. I love this parlay so much. We are kicking it off with the Golden State Warriors money line against the Hornets. Uh, right now it's sitting at minus 250. Last week, the Hornet, or the Warriors over the Hornets were one of my favorite picks of the day. Steph Curry got scratched minutes before the game. Yeah. Uh, some wild BS ensued in the last 20 seconds of the game. The uh, Warriors lost. Steph is going to be in the building. It is in Golden State. He is going to be suited up and ready to rock. Steph Curry has not lost to his father's Charlotte Hornets when he is in the game since 2014. Oh, come on. Come 2014. Uh I say when he's in the game because the Hornets have taken him down, obviously, last week without Steph and last year when he was injured. Right. But when Steph is in the building playing on the court, he has not lost to them since 2014. He likes to beat up in his dad's uh, on his dad's Hornets, plain and simple. Plain and simple. I, I can't agree with you more. So we're locking that one in. Love that money line. Warriors uh, money line. Rolling on to the NHL, we've got the Avalanche up against the Coyotes. Avalanche money line. That one is sitting at minus 187 right now. Avalanche are just too good of a team. They've lost their last two. Uh, they're absolutely going to be looking for a bounce back here uh, against a pretty mediocre Coyotes team. Uh, so we're definitely, definitely locking in the Avalanche for the second leg. Um, and then moving right along into some college basketball action, we've got Missouri State money line absolute, minus 278. Absolute monsters. Missouri State is unstoppable yeah. right now i think that's spread somewhere around five six we honestly kind of like that but we a little as far as a parlay a little little nerve-wracking let's keep it safe so I, we're keeping money line i really think they're definitely gonna win that game no problem at all yeah six straight wins uh they have five losses in conference this year i think that's good enough for third in conference four of those five lo- uh conference losses have come to the mighty drake uh Drake and Loyola Chicago. Wow, they are two of the also, best mid majors in the country. They are also six and one straight up on the road. Love it. Love to see it. Uh, moving right along, staying with the old Missouri Valley Conference, uh, we are going with Indiana State money line over Valparaiso. Ooh, the wrong ISU. Yep. Uh, Indiana State has won ten of their last eleven. Uh, they have a ten and six conference record compared to Valpo's six and ten. Uh, this line is, uh, I believe, somewhere around minus three. I also kind of like that, but again, with hey. the parlay, we're keeping it a little bit safer. Even though I don't like them as an opponent, I like them to win this game against Valpo. Yeah, uh, money line is sitting at minus one sixty right now. Uh, so that is the fourth leg, and we love that one as well. And here it comes, coming for the last leg, the kicker. Juice. This is the uh, riskiest one for sure. Minus 110. Richmond plus five and a half against St. Louis. Uh, Richmond is six and two ATS on the road this season. That's tough to find. That's good. Absolutely a good sign. Right. And St. Louis has lost their last two games uh, overall. They're kind of, you know, looking a little shaky lately. That game against VCU was really tight. I was really interested in seeing how that game was going to end. And. Wow, 65-67, they lost to VCU. Yep, so this will probably be the sweater, but... And then you also look at game back, too, and 
they lost to Dayton, and they they being SLU lost to Dayton, yeah. seventy six to fifty three. Yeah. So they started off extremely hot, and you know I what? I think they had a this, ranking at some point. Hey, this might not be your father's SLU Billikens team that you've been watching in the March Madness tournament for the last decade. I don't know if they'll be in the March Madness. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Uh, yeah. So Richmond plus five and a half, good enough for a five leg parlay up around plus eight hundred. Oh yeah, that oh, is yeah. as juicy as it gets. That's as juicy as it gets. Limited, limited sweat on the first four legs of the parlay, and then you get to Richmond. Now we don't want to stress you out too much because. Plus five and a half has been extremely, extremely profitable in the underdog spot this year for a lot of teams just across the board. And yep. plus four and a half, plus four and a half, plus five and a half. A lot of times, if they don't cover, they win that game outright. Right. And it's just been a consistent trend. You notice when you bet in, uh, every single day in large amounts. That's why we do it. Nobody bets like us, right? So we just Absolutely. keep it up. Yeah, so juicy plus juicy, 800 juicy. parlay pop off. Talking the line nice parlay fun pop-off. on your Friday night. One final time, the talking the line, Friday, parlay pop-off, Warriors money line, Avalanche money line, Missouri State money line, Indiana State money line, and Richmond plus five and a half, overall odds plus 800, lock it in, and let's cash some tickets on this bad boy. Hey, Max, I got to tell you, man, today is a great day to start a podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your research online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Pods, Spotify, Google Pods, and more within minutes of you finishing and posting it to Buzzsprout. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and we found out through partnering with Buzzsprout that they are so passionate about helping you succeed at every step of the way. Now come on over and join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Now, how do you get there, you ask? Well, you will go to the episode description where there is a link. The link is a special talking the line link for Buzzsprout. What that does when you hit that link and you sign up for a Buzzsprout account, it will let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. And when you upgrade to a paid account, and let me tell you, it's damn cheap. They make it so affordable. It's not expensive at all. When you upgrade to a paid account, they will send you a $20 Amazon gift card, which will cover startup costs, might buy you some stuff you've been wanting on Amazon for a while, who knows, but it also lets the lets Buzzsprout know that you're supporting us and supporting Talking the Line through the long term. So go to the episode description, hit the Buzzsprout link in the bottom, let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and get yourself an Amazon gift card. How easy is that? And you can sign up for the basic plan and rack it on in. Have fun podcasting. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. All right. And moving right along. Now, I am beyond juiced. 
for this right here, Magnuson. I can't even explain to you because I've had a few of you people out there, you you degenerates, you wonderful human beings that uh, have been listening and supporting. Again, can't thank you enough. That have uh, questioned me around this or requested something like this because they know how much of a diehard I am. And this segment, the third segment of the Talking the Line podcast for Friday, February 26, 2021, is called Talking Hands. That's right. It's the UFC segment, baby, bringing it to you live. Now, we have one hell of a card coming out of Vegas this upcoming week uh, or upcoming weekend. So just tomorrow, it is absolutely stacked from top to bottom. The main event is Jarzino Rosenstroik against Ciro Gan. That is going to be absolutely electric. However, I wanted to start kind of with the prelims, work my way up a little bit, talk about some of my favorite fights, and uh, kind of tell you what I'm thinking as far as betting perspective, maybe some different angles to go in. I don't lock anything in typically until maybe night of or even as the fighters are starting to go out and stuff <laughs> starting to happen because stuff can change so quickly mm-hmm. in the UFC. And even if you look at somebody, it is as simple as looking at somebody in the eyes when they show them on the camera and you can tell if they're not ready there to fight. I mean, 100%. And if sometimes I've locked in a bet too early and I watch them walk out, like, oh yeah, this one's over. Yeah, I've seen and it they And they've lost. It's impressive. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy how, how much I, I can pay attention. You say, Colt, how, why do you know so much about UFC? How do you know so much about UFC? Well, a little uh, tidbit of information. I used to, uh, in a past life of mine, be an amateur mixed martial artist, fought K1 kickboxing in an MMA, uh, fought for Team DeVore, shout out Hanchi DeVore, and Team Gaston in Springfield, Illinois, shout out Hanchi Gaston, was some of the greatest stuff I've ever done in my life. I uh, would just the brotherhood, the the companionship, all of the all of that, but also learning just the arts, learning Muay Thai, learning jujitsu, all of that, and it just allows me to to see this sport now from a whole different angle. So breaking it down, the first fight of the night I actually really really like. It's Dustin Jacoby against Maxim Grishin. Now Dustin Jacoby is actually coming off of a huge win. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, it was a uh, Ledet, Justin Ledet. He got a TKO victory over Justin Ledet, and it was absolutely insane. It was in the first round. Uh, two two thirty eight left in the first round, I do believe. Yeah, two thirty eight left in the first round, and he was absolutely vicious. Now these boys are heavyweights, and uh, Jacoby has won his last three fights, uh, two by unanimous decision, one by the KO TKO. And he's facing a veteran in Grishin. Grishin is 31, 8, and 2 in the, in, uh, as a professional fighter, not necessarily in the UFC, just professional. And he's a dog too. But I think that Jacoby's striking might outweigh in this. He has 3.65 significant strikes landed per minute. And he's 47.75% accurate with those bad boys. He don't miss. He's a monster. This one should be an absolute slugfest to kick off this card. I can't even explain it to you, Max. Thinking a knockout TKO in this one or a decision? So it could go to decision just depending, but sometimes you look at these guys that have like the 38-4 and 132-8 and whatever, Mm -hmm. the high old dog records like Arlovsky. Right, right. The old dogs. And 
they're just in there so these young guys can eat. And it's just like the passing of the torch. Yep. And it's kind of like Jacoby's got to prove himself because he <laughs> really did against mm-hmm. Ledet. And Ledet is a proven striker in his last fight. And I, I think it very well could uh, end in a KOTKO. Yeah, uh, looks like both, uh, both fighters... Uh, won their most previous fight by KOTKO. So yes, they did. It should be very interesting, very very interesting on that one. Now, one I was so looking forward to, and I am absolutely just depressed, was the William Knight versus Alonzo Menafield. Now, who is that Colt? Now, if you remember the spinning back kick to the face of um. It's the highlight of the spinning back kick. That's Alonzo Menafield who did the spinning back kick. Uh, I think it was Akeem Dewadu. Ah, no, that's not him. I can't think of who he did. The, well, either way, it doesn't matter. That's who it is. That was going to be an absolute great fight. But Alonzo Menafield tests positive for COVID-19. So skip over the next couple fights. And we have Alex Oliveria fighting Ramazan Karamagomedov. Anybody Oof. with Magomedov we've, in his we, last yeah, name, we've talked about this I, I just I don't bet against. Alex Oliveria is a, a legend, a savage. He he won his last fight, or no, he lost his last fight. I do actually believe uh, he hasn't fought. He, yeah, for he a, lost by a sub. Yeah, uh, or he lost to Rachmanov. That's right, and that was that was insane. It was the first time you've seen Oliveira just actually be able to be controlled on the ground. And I'm telling you, these Russians are pumping yeah, out. And this is his first UFC all, fight. All they, all, they do, all they do is fight over there. It doesn't even matter. I mean, all they do is fight. And as a professional, he is 8-0. Eight eight no. He has 11.67 significant strikes and 68.32% accurate yeah, with those. I'm not as... I'm nope. not, you know, I'm not as well-versed as you are in the UFC by any means. But if someone's coming in there... With, see the stats. ...of in their last name. My goodness. 8-0 in their professional career. Karama Agadamedov, my friend. Give friends. me some future odds on a, a future <laughs> title, honestly. Saying, this, this kid could be crazy. Also, wanted to give you just a quick little update. Uh, how much of a hockey heater I'm on right now. Told you about Ottawa earlier. Ottawa earlier. I also am playing Montreal, and they are up 3-1 to one in the second period right now. So you also absolutely love to see that action. Now... Moving right along, you got Angela Hill versus Ashley Yoder, which should be a terrific matchup out of the strawweight division. Angela Hill always brings it. Ashley Yoder always brings it. It should be a terrific matchup. I don't know if I'll necessarily bet on it. Some t- Looks a, like some mob. A lot of times, strawweight is a real freaking uh, toss-up. I, I don't know. And, and a lot of times, you know, the women's division is a real toss-up because they're just they're so well-versed in, in their tacticians. And, I mean, it's it's... I never know. I mean, it's so it's so much of a toss up across the board anyway. But sometimes, man, the women's fights—you just never know. They could stand and bang. They could ground and pound. They could clinch it up on against the cage. And so I, I mean, what I'm hearing, this is the biggest uh, odd spread on the card. I'm hearing maybe a little uh, Ashley really? Yoder plus three ten. Yeah, Angela Hill's minus four hundred. I believe, unless mm-hmm. I'm looking past, it, I believe that's the biggest favorite on the entire card. Wow, you know. I said this last week to one of my buddies. I said, hey, we're watching the uh, Derek Lewis and Curtis Blades mm-hmm. fight. And I said, hey, these plus 300s have been cash and Derek Lewis closed plus 350. I said, man, I'm going to throw 50 bucks on that bad boy to see what's up. You know, I got a little extra cash. Let me even out the count. Smacked it in the second round. Mm-hmm. Like, holy cow. So, you know what? It might not be a bad idea to uh, toss a little side action on Ashley Yoder. Plus That'd be pretty sweet. 
Alexander Hernandez versus Tiago Moises. Not as interested in that. Alexander Hernandez usually brings some pretty sweet fights. To kick off the main card, one of my favorite fighters uh, of all time in the UFC. He just he hasn't been as active lately, and I just love his fighting style. It's Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres, against Kevin Kroom. This should be an absolute war of attrition in the featherweight division. These guys are both really, really solid fighters. I have been watching Caceres since he was on tough tough like five or six i mean he was on one of the original tough series and he's a beast he is uh, 17 and 12 overall and kroom's 21 and 12 kroom does have a very significant striking advantage and caceres has been a little weak in his last few contests actually he hasn't he uh I, i was thinking he lost more recently he's actually won his last three um one by sub and two he won by unanimous decision and lost by a submission in the fourth, and in his fifth, he won by split decision. So his fighting style compared with how I see Kroom, he, this one's going to be just, like I said, war of attrition. Alex Caceres is absolutely off the charts, so I, I'm, I'm high on him. I don't know if I'll put any money on him. I mean, he is a minus Maybe two. a little parlay. He has minus 200. Yeah, he's maybe a, minus, a little parlay yeah. action there. And those minus 200s have also been very, very close as far as like they're going to win that fight mm-hmm. uh, most of the time. The odd makers on that, the minus what I've noticed, the minus one fifties ish. It's kind of a flip and the plus three hundreds for some reason have just been cashing. I, I don't understand why, but one thing I also wanted to point out in 2020, the underdogs were just money machines. Like you could count on the underdogs. There was one card where the underdogs, I believe were like eight and zero up huh. to the co-main and main. So just crazy. But then you look to 2021, I got burned. I, I was saying, oh, damn, trend's going to continue. I mean, it, well, it's not just a day on the calendar. It's not a whole new year. 2021 favorites are 42 and 27. 42 and 27. Yeah, okay. for favorites. So okay. favorites have been getting the job done. But like I said, I've been looking for those plus 300s. Not not too shabby when it comes to those. Uh, again, like I said, you, you got to almost lock these bad boys in the night of because it's just so hard to tell now moving on to the last three fights of the evening um my my favorite obviously so far montana de la rosa fighting myra bueno silva that is going to be a sweet sweet matchup out of the women's flyweight Uh, montana de la rosa is an absolute beast i i have been watching her also for a while too now bueno silva is seven and one and De La Rosa does come in as a plus 120 underdog. I wouldn't mind putting a little money on her as a plus 120 underdog. She is a very, very skilled uh, fighter on the ground. But so is Buena Silva. Buena Silva is... Buena Silva, two of her... She's, two, uh, uh, she, excuse me, she's won three of her last four. All three of those wins are by submission. Wow. Yeah, so I, I, was, I was just going to say, I believe she is a brown or black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I mean, she's she's raw on the ground. So Montana's going to have to definitely bring her A game on the ground. She's going to have to bring her defense. And who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in this matchup? But I really, really am into this women's matchup for flyweight. This one should be a great, great slugfest the whole time. Uh, and also just absolutely super, super technical on the ground. Now, moving right along. Nikita Krylov versus Magomed Ankalev. Now, 
If you don't know Ankalev's name, one thing I will tell you is his last couple fights were some of the most insane things in the world. He fought Iwan Kutelaba. And if you don't remember the first fight, they came out, and, and Kutelaba's a madman. He always yells in his opponent's faces and just does the weirdest stuff at the weigh-ins. Now, they come out, and, and Kutelaba was looking like he was ready to rock and roll. And Ankalev comes out, starts laying the hands on him, and Kutelaba starts playing like rope-a-dope. And he's wobbling his head, moving back and forth, and throwing big power shots. And Herb Dean calls the fight. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And Kute Laba instantly snapped out of it. He like he came out of it and, and he started yelling at Herb. And after that, they were like, well, we got to schedule the rematch now. So they rescheduled the rematch. It was just a couple months ago. Ankalev comes out real calm, real steady puts Kute Laba on his ass cold, knocked him out, silenced all the crowd, everything like that. So fellow countrymen, uh, Ankalev versus Krylov should be should be one hell of a matchup. Uh, Krylov's obviously the veteran, 27-7. He's been in there for a long time, been watching him for a while too. Uh, he's really solid. Uh, I know you got it pulled up over there. Yeah, what? Krylov 2-2 two and two in his last four. Uh, beat Johnny Walker by just uh, unanimous decision. Uh, almost he hasn't fought since March of 2020. Uh, before that, uh, lost split decision to Glover Teixeira. Mm. Uh, he's got a win over Ovin St. Pru and then a loss to Jan Blachowicz. Um, and then Ankalov, five straight wins here in the UFC. Uh, four of those KO TKO. That's right. I forgot he was he was on that streak. So I like him to keep that streak alive in the light heavyweight and yeah, I mean, chase John fourteen and one uh, professional career. So yeah. He's a monster when it comes to that, man. And last but not least, Jarzino Rosenstreich versus Cyril Gaon. Now, a lot of people aren't super excited about this heavyweight matchup. If you're a true, true fan, you are. But Jarzino Rosenstreich is coming off his first UFC loss, and it was against Francis Ngannou. And Ngannou put him on his butt and it, it was rough. I mean, Rosenstroik's a monster. Rosenstroik has power in his hands, can hit you from anywhere, whatever. Cyril Gan has more of the Muay Thai style, and he is a dog in his own right. I think that this matchup could do a lot to shake up what's happening in the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. I think that the winner of this one could potentially get Derek Lewis. Okay. I also think that maybe, maybe long shot... Uh, that um oh i can't think of the the big tall russian now uh well either way a, a few options that will come and definitely get shaken up by this fight out of the heavyweight division this fight means a lot more than than a lot of people maybe are maybe loser getting curtis blades that could also be loser a possibility blades, as maybe. well that that was one of the craziest knockouts i've seen in a while with <laughs> when he woke up and he just looked at him, he was like Wow, that's crazy. You just saw him get knocked out and just looked at the monitor and he's just, wow, that's crazy. But yeah, I, I think uh, I don't want to bet against Biggie Boy, man. Both fighters' most recent wins, Junior Dos Santos. Wow, really? Uh, both knocked uh, KOTK on the second round. I, I just can't. I took Biggie Boy, and I'll, I'll admit it, I took Biggie Boy against um, Nganu. Nganu. And, and I, I ate my words. He's right on, on a different plane. 
I mean, Rosenstreich comes in as a plus 230 favorite. So, I, I don't know. I, I kind of lean his way, but also Seal Gon's just been on a streak. I mean, he's 7-0. He's 7-0, man. He's, he's, not no, he's not no chump. And I don't know if Biggie Boy comes in a little scared, a little ring rust, and gets knocked out. Yeah, again. I don't know. Only thing is maybe uh, this main event, so five-round main event. Uh, Cyril Gon, no, uh, none, none of these uh, five-round matchups. Long, he's only uh, only had one unanimous decision. Other, otherwise, he's either KO'd or submitted. Uh, Rosen Strikes got uh, at least one five-round fight under his belt, right, so he's been right. there before. Uh, went over Alistair Overeem a year and a half or so ago. So right. So mainly, I just kind of wanted to preview a lot of these fights and tell you guys kind of what I've been uh, I've been thinking overall uh, as far as some of these go because this this card stacked. And one thing I'm kind of pissed about is that these ESPN Plus cards have been better than just as good, if not better. I think that's going to change here once we get this uh, oh, three title two fifty seven is coming right around the corner. I am so excited for this fight to pop off. I I, I can't even explain it to you. I think it's uh, uh, 259, this fight, maybe. This card, 259, I'm sorry. I said 257, didn't I? Uh, yeah, you got Izzy fighting Jan for the light heavyweight strap. Ooh, another week. It's going to uh, be, oh, oh, it's gonna be a good one. You got the Leones, Amanda Nunes, coming in to defend her title against a very, very good fighter in her own right. Um, I'm blanking right now. I get a Megan answer. Megan Anderson. Megan Anderson. That's right. Yeah, Megan Anderson is a striker, and she's she's a lot longer than uh, Nunes. So I would not be all too surprised that maybe Nunes loses one of the belts. She's a mommy now. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say that about Comfort. the Leones, but uh, I don't know. I, Plus, I, I don't know. 700 underdog, Megan Anderson. And then the one, now I, I can't say I'm most looking forward to this, but because uh, you just love to watch Izzy fight. I was going to say, and, I and think he great. might have become my favorite fighter to watch right oh, now. Oh, yeah. But you got Peter Jan versus Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. That's... That is going to, for the bantamweight strap, that is going to be so, so sick. Minus 135. It's going to be a plus 115. You got, then you got Islam Makachev. Uh, fighting uh, Drew Dober on the main card. Tiago Santos fighting uh, Alexander Rakic on the main card. Dominic Cruz, the man, the man stepping out from behind the microphone and going to fight in bantamweight against Casey Kenny. I really like Casey Kenny, so that kind of, I'm I'm torn in that fight. Casey Kenny's a dog, but so is Dominic. I, I don't know. Song Yadong's fighting on that card. You got Joseph Benavidez coming back. I love to see that after he he just was absolutely terrible in his last two against Davidson Figueredo. Tim Elliott's fighting on the card. I mean, this bad boy is top notch. So, yeah, UFC 259, looking forward to that. But as far as this weekend goes, I'm really, really excited to see Biggie Boy either bounce back or this fight just be an absolute five-round slugfest. And as far as some bets, I don't want to... You kind of heard me there tell you who I'm leaning towards, who I really like, who I think will win the fight. But take take the time to stop by my action because what I typically tend to do is, like I said, I, I pick them almost as the fight's about to start unless I'm super confident about an outcome, like a decision or a knockout or something like mm-hmm. that. Like I get some intel the, the morning of right, right. I hear something on a show. I'll do that, but I typically like to just lock it in. So follow me on the action app. Super easy. Download it, create a simple account, 
follow me at cash underscore with underscore Colt. While you're at it, stop by and follow at RMAGS on the Action app as well. Not only will you get all of our daily plays, but you'll also see um, my UFC plays there. Like I'll just I'll put them in live, and you'll be able to see my live. If you turn on, you don't even have to turn on notifications. You can pay attention, but if you turn on notifications, it'll just say, "Hey, Colt just locked in a bet," mm-hmm. and you can just look right at my UFC plays, so you guys can make some moolah along with me tomorrow night. I am uh, looking forward to this card for yeah, sure. Absolutely. So definitely, definitely pay attention to that. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of all I wanted to rock and roll with some UFC. We'll definitely probably keep that standard on Fridays as long as there is a UFC card. Absolutely the, going to next week yeah, with oh, you 259. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's there's a lot more interesting fights. A lot of these fights are on this card this weekend are just kind of bottom, uh, middle of the pack shakeups. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of these are just kind of to shake up the division where it's going to go, what's happening. That's what I see a lot of these fights being. So a lot of these guys are right on the tipping point of, becoming the next big thing but maybe when you were listening like, who's that who's that you'll hear about them soon oh, yeah. they're they're coming right around the corner so yeah uh definitely follow follow me on the action app watch watch my bets for uh ufc and watch the card this weekend it's gonna be sweet starts at uh 7 p.m central time does the main card now last but not least the final segment of episode three of the talking the line podcast is going to be sticking with our trends and it is going to be our NHL trends. I have a few here that I wanted to dish and dive out now that we're a good handful of games into the season. So first of all, straight up, home teams are 146, 99, 20, and 16. Away teams are 135, 114, 20, and 12. Favorites are 171, 79, 14, and 13. And underdogs are 106, 133, 24, and 14. Against the spread, a little interesting because not a whole lot of people actually take the puck line. Yeah, it's tough sometimes because you might hit like minus 200 or plus 200. It's really tough, but one... One uh, one thing I kind of wanted to point out is that underdogs against the puck line this year are one eighty six and ninety five. Okay. So a plus one and a half puck line, they're they're pulling it off now. Obviously, those aren't the greatest odds in the world. But if you parlay, yeah, you never know. If you parlay it with something, or you want to toss a little, oh, let me have a little extra juice in here. You guys, you see an underdog, you like a plus one and mm-hmm. a half. Lock that bad boy in. Sure. And then, yeah, away away favorites uh, and home favorites really aren't doing too well. It's 60 and 110 for home favorites. And away favorites against the puck line are 35 and 76. So absolutely terrible. That is a trend to stay away from. Do not bet the puck line in NHL right now. As bad as you want to, let the trends even out a little bit. It is not cashing in right now. And last but not least, a uh, little home favorite, away favorite split. Home favorites are 101, 48, 6, and 9. And away favorites are 70, 31, 8, and 4. Finally, away dogs are 63, 82, 12, and 7 straight up. And home dogs are 43, 51, 12, and 7. What do you got for these people, partner? Uh, I'm looking at some individual team over-under stuff here. Not a ton of teams that have had a 
you know, good deal of success hitting the over. Uh, there are a few teams. You got the Coyotes, 12, 6, and 1 to the over. Okay. That's a good over team right there. I like that. Uh, you've got the Flyers, 11 and 5 to the over. Okay. Uh, Vancouver, 13 and 9, 13, 9 and 1 to the over. Um, let's see. We got the old Capitals, 11 and 7 to the over. Aside from that, not too many teams that are, you know, standing out across the board uh, to the over. Same thing, kind of. It's you know pretty pretty even. If you're okay. you know looking at over unders, it's a kind of a toss up. If I'm being honest with you, okay. I haven't found too much success with it myself. I'm probably gonna see myself out on those. If I'm and being honest, NHL is all the way around pretty pretty weird, pretty interesting this year. I, I don't really I don't really know how to to describe it. It's just it's. It's been too much of a crapshoot lately. That's why you just don't see a lot of it from us, to tell you the truth. Yep. We just we try and continue to bet on the stuff that we make money on. But, hey, I'm going to keep this NHL heater up with the Kings tonight. Don't you worry. Lock it in. Absolutely. Uh, any other NHL trends you'd kind of been noticing, kind of seeing anything? Maybe if you want to lock something in that, uh, hey, this might hit. Uh, you know, the only thing I'm really seeing, a uh, few teams that have just been completely dominant at home. Uh, obviously, Tampa Bay is one of the top teams in the league. Seven and one at home. Ooh. If you get them in Tampa, take them, take them, take okay. them. Vegas, another team that's awesome. Uh, eight and two at home. Okay. Uh, same thing with the Maple Leafs, nine and three. Mm-hmm. So when you got these, you know, big teams in their own place, pretty safe bet. And you know, yeah. a lot of those times it might be against a you know a mediocre to bad team. Throw those babies on a parlay. Okay. Minus two hundred, minus two fifty. Yeah, why not? Get you, you get little, them at home. Get you a little um, Yeah, because those teams aren't as good at uh, on the road, uh, so you got to make sure they're at home. Right. Um, but yeah, that's about all I got for NHL stuff. All right, all right. Well, yeah, let's wrap up that uh, NHL trends to watch. And last but not least, for the Talking the Line podcast episode three on February twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. Again, one final time, thank you guys so much. Actually, it probably won't be the final time. I'm gonna say it a hundred more times. Thank you guys so oh, much yeah. for stopping by, hanging out, and uh, already subscribing, giving us giving us just love, support, follows, everything, comments, keep flooding them. We will interact with you. We're not gonna be on socials and doing this stuff and not interacting with you. So. That being said, wrap it up with Colts Motivation Minutes. So today, I thought, okay, well, first first UFC um, segment that we did, and I'm super excited about that, and what, how can I tie that in? What can I bring to the table? Let these kind people get some energy, get some waves flowing through them, ready to run through a brick wall on this Friday morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever they are ingesting this podcast, I thought to Tony Ferguson, Tony El Kakui Ferguson, that's right, one of my favorite UFC fighters out there, he has a saying, he's one of the best, one of the best strikers in the light heavy, or lightweight division. And he has a saying, when guys just don't want to go down with punches and kicks, we got to give them the blades. Just got to give them the blades. And what he's meaning by that is give him, give him his elbows, the blades of his elbows. He's really, he's known for that and his elbows slice and dice guys open very easily. He is a tactician with his elbows. 
So you're asking Colt, where does this all tie in? Give him the blades, all this nonsense. And uh, shout out to my ma. If you're listening to this, uh, we kind of coined this bad boy together. And anytime you got challenges coming at you, you got haters on your timeline, you got at your job, you're running into to trouble after trouble, to ignorant coworker after ignorant coworker after you don't want to do this or that, and everything's just going wrong. Or somebody comes at you, give them the blades. Let, let me let me say that again. Hello, I'm straight in the face. Let, let, me, let me say that again for you in the back. Give them the blades. Don't buy in to the negativity, to all of the toxicity that is thrown at us continually in our day-to-day lives. If somebody tries to throw you off your path, give them the blades. If somebody tries to tell you what you're doing is wrong, give them the blades. If challenges are flying at you one at a time and you don't know how to conquer them, well, just start giving them the blades one at a time. You folks follow me. You understand what I'm saying. It doesn't matter how many things continue to come at you throughout the day because I can tell you right now, they're going to keep coming. They're not going to stop. So you might as well plant your feet firm, get ready for a battle, and when those bad boys don't go down with punches and kicks... Start giving them the blades. You feel me? I feel you. I definitely feel you. (laughs) Sorry I cut you off in there. No, not at all. Not at all. I'm straight uh, in the face, dude. I have a little little back and forth. That's what I like about this, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, you know, take that saying with you when when little things come up. Now, don't don't literally elbow somebody right in the dome (laughs) and say, well, Colton at the Talking to Line podcast said that this is how I should live my life. Please don't do that for crying out loud. I don't need lawsuits. Take only. him into the octagon. Hey, call me. We'll, we'll find a gym. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Apply it in your life. Give him the blades. Don't, don't take no for an answer. Don't let things knock you down. Just keep pushing through no matter what. Go five rounds. Go 10 rounds. Go 15 rounds if you have to. Continue to overcome. So uh, there you go. Colts Motivation Minutes. Hope that gave you some inspiration, something to take with you from the day when the horse shit starts hitting the fan. One more time. What are we going to do to him, Riley? Give him the, the blades. old blades. Give him the blades. So Not the Curtis blades. Not the Curtis blades. Not the Curtis blades. No, 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 no. At least not right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, kind of wrapping up here. Uh, last but not least, thank you guys again so much for stopping by, spending a few moments, about an hour and 10 minutes out of your Friday. Thank you so much. We are locking in all of our favorite plays and we are going to be cashing some tickets. We are on an absolute heater. Uh, one, one more time running through, we got Purdue minus one and a half, James Madison minus two and a half Hawks minus three and a half in the NBA Atlanta Hawks. Pacers versus Celtics over 219, and we have our parlay pop-off. Warriors money line, Avalanche money line, Missouri State money line, Indiana State money line, and Richmond plus 5.5 for plus 800 odds. Lock those bad boys in. Obviously, you'll be able to see them on all of our socials, on the Action app. We'll have them out there. We'll be cashing them in. We'll be talking about them. Outside of that, 
close this absolutely electric podcast out here. Partner, anything you want to tell these kind people and these wonderful degenerates that have been joining us already in cashing tickets right off the jump? If you haven't been cashing tickets with us, we've got two straight podcast episodes with positive money. Money, money. We've got a Tuesday newsletter this week with positive money. As we're recording this, we're still waiting on some tickets to cash. We're looking but real good, I believe though. your next pick is looking real solid. If you're absolutely. not cashing tickets with us, what are you? You're doing? getting left behind. You're you're absolutely getting left behind. And did you say my Knicks pick is looking solid? Well, you're hot damn right. It's one twenty one to one oh eight New York Knicks at home, and there's only seven minutes to play. Give me all of that, boys and girls. It's time to join Talking the Line. Follow. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the daily newsletter. Quick hit and fun material. We're always going to be here, and we're only going to keep growing this and making this bigger and better. You think we're stopping at a newsletter and a podcast? <laughs> That's it. You are sorely mistaken, my friends. <laughs> you better get on the train, strap in with those extra seat belts, make sure you lock in our daily bets, and get ready to just rake in piles of money. Without further ado, have a spectacular day, unless you have other plans, and let's cash some tickets.